Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to this segment of Coffee Talk. Got a bonus episode for you today, a short little snippet that's going to get you going with a nice little tip and an update from Angler's Coffee. Before we jump into it today, I just wanted to share a quick little giveaway we're doing with Angler's. You can go to wetflyswing.com slash giveaway and you can win, uh, enter to win a roast sampler pack. This is Joe's uh, killer roast sampler pack. So this is your chance to grab some free coffee. And you can also just click down in the show notes right now. There'll be a link down there for the giveaway. Just click over there and just get on it. This is going to be a good one. Really easy and simple. Free coffee from Joe at Anglers. We're going to start off first here with Landon Mayer. Give you a quick little uh, little intro there. Move into Joe and then bring it back to Landon for a quick tip all within less than 15 minutes. So this one's going to go by fast. I'm not sure what you're drinking this morning, but I always love to. I guess for you, actually, you're an hour, so it's actually getting closer to like 10, right, your time? Take a guess. What do you, what do you think I had this morning? Did I have coffee or something else? What would, what would be your guess? Um, God, you know, for you, I'm guessing you had something else. I would say you're more like a tea type of person. That's, that's a good guess. I do drink green tea. Um, this morning, yeah. I'm actually diving into my wings. I'm drinking a Red Bull. <laughs> oh, I love that. See, this is this is what's beautiful about this, uh, Landon, is that we're we've been, we're always in the process of looking for new sponsors and stuff right, like that, right. you know. And, and and this is like one of those things where it's like, okay, uh, that's kind of an interesting thing. Let's see. There you go, Red, Red Bull. Bull. So if Red Bull's out there, they want to su- support, uh, you know. And I know I was going to talk to you about that a little bit because I know you had some sponsors. I had some questions about some cool sponsors sure. there that you're working sure. with, but. Um, but yeah, that's funny. So, but yeah, on the coffee talk, we always like to take it to just kind of going back to again our listeners and who's out there. And and we had a question. And this one, I'm not sure if you can answer. And this was Tim in the Facebook group was talking about. And I'm actually not sure if you have one of your flies has this, but like feather wings on streamers. I mean, for a lot of people, that's tough. I mean, that's tough for me getting those wings to tie tight. Start there. Like, do you have any flies? Do you? You know, do you tie the feather wings on top? Is that something you are, you know, kind of an expert at, or what? Yeah, take no, there? I'm not necessarily an expert at that, and I always consider myself a student, to be honest. Like, if I'm, if there's a new mm-hmm. phase or a new way of tying the fly, or going to these shows and learning from other tires, I mean, that's what keeps us all able to give back and, and help other anglers become better anglers or other tires become better tires. And when you're dealing with feathers. A good example of that for me would be ostrich hurl. Ostrich hurl is, is incredibly difficult, and feathers are the same alike, because most of the time when you're dealing with feathers and fibers, you have a certain mold to the material or the feather itself, meaning that there's a curvature. And when you're tying streamers or you're tying an ostrich, anything that has feather and curvature to it, you want to match that to become the same curvature or the same silhouette of the body. So if there's a curve to the mm-hmm. feather, and let's say it's slightly left, if I'm going to palmer that around the body, or if I'm going to make that a head or a schloppen or something I'm trying to build a base with, I want to make sure that two things, you want the curve to match the silhouette of the design. And then every time you wrap around, every time you rotate the feather around the hook shank, use your non-dominant hand to comb it out or massage it out. So you're molding the material in between wraps. And by doing that, it helps mold and keep control of the fibers and feather and allow it to really form the base or the part of the body or even the tail that you're looking for to make the design whole. Okay, okay. That was a quick snip from Landon. Just to wet your whistle a bit now, 
Let's let's hear from Joe at Anglers. We've got uh, Joe from Anglers Coffee on. How's it going, Joe? Going great, Dave. How about you? Good, good. Thanks for thanks for doing this. We uh, we had you on. I'll put a link out there to an episode we did with you a while back, which was a full length. This is going to be a quick little snippet for an update of what you have going, and then we're going to highlight uh, a nice tip from Landon Mayer, who had a a cool tip. He talked about his mini leech and stuff like that. So we're going to talk a little bit of flight time, but before we get there, let's hear about what what you've been up to. Give us the angler's copy because you guys are doing some good stuff out there. Well, boy, a lot's happened since the last time we talked. Um, we just crossed over our first full year of business and uh, it's going great. We've had such great reception from the fly fishing community. Um, got some kind of exciting things going on. Uh, we're excited to say we're going to be exhibiting along with Alpine Leisure, Lauren Susie from Alpine Leisure uh, at the upcoming fly fishing show in Denver. We just finished up doing one in Edison, New Jersey. Um, so we're excited about that. It's a good chance for people to come by, get to know us. Uh, we're handing out some free samples of the dry dropper packets and all the copies will be available and for sale there as well. Oh, perfect. So you're handing out, so you're actually handing out. So people, if they go to the Denver show, they can get a free sample of your stuff. You get a free sample of the packet. We're not allowed to actually serve coffee, but uh, we can't stop people from getting their own hot water and, and using our dry dropper. Uh, or they can take it home oh, and good. try it out too. So there, yeah. so, so there you go. So bring your own, bring, get your hot water and you can still do it. Yeah, do it while you're while you're there or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, what else is going on? We, we just launched an, our latest artist series coffee featuring uh, another bag design uh, from Derek DeYoung. This one we call Brookies. Which is uh, it's a great coffee we're bringing in from Brazil, my, one of my personal favorites. We roast it up just a slightly uh, past a medium, maybe medium dark point, and it's been really, really popular, really well received. Um, and I mentioned the dry dropper for those of uh, people who haven't heard about it. Dry dropper is uh, is uh, essentially a coffee in a tea bag. Uh, mm-hmm. It's way to steep coffee. There's no equipment required. The quality is surprisingly great. And it's, again, a nice dark roast and uh, people are using it. It's great riverside coffee, great travel coffee, hotel room. Yep. There you go. So that's the easy way. And I always think, because I really like your, I think, is it the Muddler blend? Is that, it's, we've talked it, about it's the- It's similar dry. to the Muddler blend. Yeah. There you go. The dark, darker spectrum. So I'm going to have to pick some of those up because I haven't had the dry dropper yet. And I think, I feel like once people taste your coffee, because I, I was the same way, I was like, man, this is great stuff. And obviously we've got your whole story if people want to hear that, like I said on that other episode. Um, but good. So you've got some stuff going. So you're going to be reaching out. What else? T- let's talk about your some of the groups, your some of the organizations that you're supporting, or you know, the, this year. Oh, for sure. I mean, we're uh, we're very committed to giving back. That's part part of the whole reason I started this business is one to try to find a, a great cup of coffee for every angler, but also to give back to the community that we all love so much and takes care of us. Um, every quarter, we donate. Uh, 2% of our total revenues to an organization. And this quarter, we're featuring Warriors on the Fly. Um, it's an organization that benefits veterans uh, recovering from PTSD, uh, utilizing the therapeutic values of, of fly fishing that we all enjoy. Um, in addition to that, uh, the Artist Series copies with the De Young design, we donate $1 a bag to Casting for Recovery. Um, that's a group that benefits or is uh, helping women that are recovering from breast cancer. 
great organization. We're proud to be a part of that. And, um, there you go. That's great. Uh, and then we're, we're also committed to being, you know, this is the year we're focusing on uh, our goal is to be carbon neutral by the end of the year. Wow. So we're going through that going through that process now holy cow so that so that's a whole we'll save that for another episode because i'm sure i want to hear more about what that looks like Um, so warriors on the fly casting i mean this is what's cool about this because i'm always looking for new episodes and those are two groups that i would love to hear more of the story so maybe we'll work on getting them on as well this year nice uh well i think joe i think we're uh, i was going to do a quick snippet we got i think we got landon coming on here in a little bit and it sounds like you're going to be tying some of his mini leeches what, what's your take on the mini leeches that have been a good fly oh, for you it's been a great fly you know i'm up here i'm kind of limited uh particularly now with my hand i'm pretty limited to light light duty fishing i do some still water fishing right down the road from where i live and uh the mini leeches in black and olive have both been killing it uh, all winter long on on the still water on the still water, yeah. Love Either that. under a float or on the strip. They both work. That's so cool. Yeah, you, you're going to have to listen to that episode because he broke down. Uh, he went in pretty detail on the mini leech. We t- I think we touched on seven flies. But yeah, that mini leech, It's obviously it's just a leech, but it's really cool. It sounds like it's a very diverse pattern. You can use it streams and lots of different techniques. It really works, yeah. I'll be tying up a, a handful of them today. Okay. All right, Joe. Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna move over to Landon now and get his tip, his his coffee talk tip. And I asked him. I also, uh, I think uh, we asked what, what, about uh, his co- not coffee. We just said, "What's he drinking in the morning?" So I think he mentioned he he actually said Red Bull, which was pretty funny. So this is we're gonna have to get him to do a little more coffee. I think this year. Yeah, we'll have to work on him a little bit. <laughs> All right, Joe. Hey, thanks for doing what you do and uh, and for supporting this podcast and for creating the great coffee. Definitely. I love, uh, you know, and that's straight up, you know, it's like I couldn't support anybody that I didn't love. So I'm glad you make good coffee. Thanks, Joe. It goes both ways. I, I love the podcast. I'm a, I'm a big fan. So thanks for having me. So basically, and that's part of the, and I always think as you're talking, I'm thinking of the, um, I guess we didn't talk about stoneflies this, this uh, episode, but you know, like the sofa pillow, self sofa pillow is a big, kind of a big wing. I guess it actually has, I think that's more elk hair. But if you think about the wing, what, what's a fly, t- think of a fly, like a spruce fly, right? A sp- spruce fly is a good old school fly. It's got, it's very standard. It's got your hackle up front and then it's got like a wing of um, a long, two, the, the paired hackled wings right on the back of the fly. Um, is that something that you you see out there a lot with like either your flies or other people? Are they st- is that still? Pr- I know you see it in like steelhead flies sure. and stuff like that, but I'm not sure like on streamers and stuff. Are you seeing that out there you, quite a bit? You see it more now. I would say probably the biggest advancement I've seen with feathers is when when you see streamer imitations, like again Blaine Chocolate's feathered game changer. When when oh, you yeah. have a complete changer in spines where the body is connected and it moves. And it's made out of feathers. I personally find feathers in, you know, the drunken disorderly with Tommy Lynch and the big Johnson with Chad Johnson, all these other awesome flies and a bunch of Kelly's designs have the same idea with Marabou. What I really, I think, enjoy about streamers with feathers is they're lighter and they're easier to cast because ultimately you're not tying a streamer just to make it a big food supply and a meal you have to think about the performance because it's a larger fly. So if you're casting this when it's wet and you have feathers, it's going to be easier to cast. It's not going to retain as much water. If you have something that's dense and you have a lot of fibers or synthetics, it's going to hold more water like a sponge and you're not able to wring it out between casts. Mm. 
that's why feathers really can be an yeah. advantage. And that's, that's it. going back to the muddler meno. That was the first design I ever made. And yeah, oh, yeah. dealing with feathers is the first exposure so, I had to that. So that's really, that's, that's really right. what you're trying to do is just match. Just think of it where you're matching the curvature and also the way the spine is designed, where the spine is typically on one side of the feather and the materials flared out to the other side you have to match those up accordingly. And I remember Schultze, when he taught me this, um, just watching him tied in a Jersey show and, and Schultz Outfitters, it, it's an awesome, awesome shop. And he did a great job explaining this, but you want to take each one of the feathers and let's say you have them on both sides of the fly. You want to make sure that you're plucking feathers and matching them. So they're the same size before you tie them in. And mm -hmm. the way that they look when you connect them in your hand is the way that they should look when you tie them onto the fly. So, when you talk about the spruce fly and the muddler minnow, yep. that's a feather right on top of the hook shank. And you need to make sure that you do one loose wrap and look at the fly, adjust the feather, adjust the material, then seat it or cinch it down. Yep. Always give it that adjustment. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So so, so don't go to your full, strong, uh, finished, uh, tight wrap. You kind of do a loose one just to kind of then adjust exactly. it and then come back with a tighter loop. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think somebody else, I can't remember, again, these episodes for me all blend in, but somebody was also talking about where I think this is an easier way to secure these feather, oh, any material really, but, you know, at the base when you when you pluck it off, you instead of plucking it off clean, the, the hackle yep. fibers, when you tie it in, you actually trim, leave a little bit of, right, a like short little, because that actually you can secure the feather better. Is that so something? That's a great tip. I, I'm not, yep. yeah, that... That kind of helps on, and I, again, I'm trying to think of like, okay, how do you, again, I don't know if that helps it get straight. I think you describe how to keep it straight, sure. but uh, that might help it secure and stay oh, Absolutely. Just, yeah, leaving feathers at the base of the spine, twisting ropes so it grabs material, making sure that you measure them in hand, all of these tips. And again, all of these are tips that I learned or you've learned or others learn, and we apply all of those pieces those simple details or small pieces of knowledge yeah. apply them collectively together and in fly time what's really neat is that you find a more productive way to produce the fly so even if you're a specialty tire and you're not producing flies you're not a production tire you're a, a detailed designer you're still becoming more productive by simplifying each step in the process or finding a tip or trick that makes it easier and once you do that you could crank out hundreds or thousands of these flies instead of mm -hmm. struggling through wondering how to gain control. And that's what we're trying to do is just control every step of the process. And that's what makes us better fly tires. All right, that's a wrap. Landon and Joe from Anglers. Just a quick reminder before we get out of here, make sure to head over to wetflyswing.com slash giveaway and enter to win a roast sampler from Anglers. You can also click down in the show notes and there'll be a link there to enter the giveaway really quick and easy. Just boom, 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 and you can get some bonus shares. If you share it out, <laughs> double share it, and you'll get even more entries. Check it out. If you want to dig in more to this, uh, this episode is a little snippet episode and the full length episode will be coming soon in a few weeks to this podcast. So click that subscribe button and you'll get updated when we get the full episode on for Landon and, uh, and anglers, you know where to connect them, uh, you know where to connect with anglers.
They are definitely worth a connection. Thanks for checking in today for this snippet episode. I'd love to hear what you think. Send me a message, dave at wetflyswing.com. Give me a heads up and let me know. <laughs>